Welcome to the Not Old Better show on radio and podcast. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and today's show is generously brought to you by Find a Grave, Kachava, and Talkspace. I love our sponsors, and please support them each by checking each out in today's show notes. More to come. But we have a packed show today with author, historian, and journalist Daphne Palmer Giannakopoulos. Daphne Palmer Giannakopoulos has written the excellent book due to be released November 8th, 2022, titled The Pirate's Wife, The Remarkable True Story of Sarah Kidd. I've read this book. I love it. As you guys all know, I read a lot of books, but this one was just especially wonderful. And we are going to be talking to Daphne Palmer Giannakopoulos today about it. The book is available on Apple Books for pre-order right now. We have Daphne Palmer Giannakopoulos right now, too. And she's agreed to read a passage from her new book live in just a moment. But first, I mentioned our sponsors today, Find a Grave, the world's largest online gravesite collection. Look on findagrave.com first before leaving home. Use maps to find the locations for all of your genealogy research. And I wanted to just tell you a little bit about Find a Grave at findagrave.com. You can browse through cemeteries around the world and discover burial information about your family, friends, and even famous people. Findagrave.com makes it easy to locate the graves of ancestors and learn details like birth and death dates, familial relationships, and the location of burials. Through the Find a Grave community of members, you can add or request photographs of headstones, create virtual memories, or add virtual flowers to a loved one's memorial. Search findagrave.com by name, location, cemetery date, and more. Findagrave.com members add more information each day, so check back often to see new search results. Looking for a way to give back and be part of the Find a Grave community? Download the free Find a Grave app and then visit your local cemetery and add missing grave information to the site. It's an easy and fun way to spend some time outside while helping others who are searching for their family and friends. Findagrave.com is completely free to use, so start your search today. Check out our show notes for more information, but go to findagrave.com and become a member of the Find a Grave community. Thanks, everybody. Welcome back to the show. And now let's hear from Daphne Palmer Giannakopoulos as she reads to us about the wife of Captain Kidd, the subject of her new book, The Pirate's Wife, the remarkable true story about the wife of Captain Kidd, Sarah Kidd, and the buried treasure associated with one of the most notorious pirates to ever prowl the seas. Sarah Kidd lay in a weakened state in the bedroom of her Manhattan mansion. A highly contagious lethal disease raged through the colony, striking young and old, rich or poor, black or white. It was September 12, 1744, and the 74-year-old Sarah had first taken to her bed to get warm under her soft quilts and to rest her head on the goose-down pillows. Then the chills, fever, and fatigue set in. She was nearly certain she had contracted the deadly disease everyone called diphtheria. As a precaution, she asked her family and friends to stay at a safe distance. She arranged for soft foods and a soothing drink made from the medicinal herbs in her garden 
to be left outside her bedroom door. Her mind wandered in a fever-induced haze. She closed her eyes and remembered herself in another time and place. She was a young woman with her husband, Captain William Kidd, on his pirate ship, the St. Antonio, a vessel laden with gold, silver, and jewels. As his closest confidant, she learned that he'd buried some of his stolen treasure for safekeeping, and he described to her where it was hidden. She was not to tell a soul. For more than 40 years since his death in 1701, Sarah, the pirate's wife, kept his secret safe. Not even her five children knew. She alluded to it in her will, noting that she had assets in the city of New York and elsewhere. She did not identify elsewhere. Sarah worried about the consequences if her children were caught with stolen pirate loot. Her strong instincts told her it was best to leave well enough alone. As she thought back over her life, not all of her memories were fond ones, especially the time when she was a pirate's wife. But now the memory of the hardships and the heartbreak had softened, and Sarah wouldn't have traded it for anything. She felt proud, very proud, to have been a pirate's wife, and she wore the title as a badge of honor. Sarah repeated a prayer as her condition worsened. Almighty God, have mercy on my soul and pardon and forgive me all my sins and offenses so that I may, after this miserable life, arise with our Savior, Jesus Christ. She became delirious from the fever and shook uncontrollably. The sheets were soaked with her perspiration. Still, the thought of that secret weighed on her as well-kept secrets do. As she prayed for forgiveness, she may have thought it was time to identify elsewhere to her three children who paced downstairs in the sitting room. It wasn't long before Sarah developed a sore throat that felt like a razor when she swallowed. She tried to speak, but it hurt so much she could only whisper. Her daughter, Elizabeth Kidd Trope, peeked through the keyhole to check on Sarah. The once vigorous woman now appeared very small among the many furnishings and tasseled curtains. She looked pale in her white cotton bedclothes and so frail lying on her side facing the door. Elizabeth saw her mother's lips moving, mouthing words, but she could not hear her. She strained through the keyhole to hear what she might be whispering. Elizabeth called for her brothers, William and Henry, who had stepped outside on the front stoop that faced the harbor. The cry of the seagulls seemed to signal the alarm. Elizabeth told them to hurry. Each took a turn at the keyhole, looking and listening. Sarah's breathing was loud and strained as she gasped for air. The three of them looked at each other with tears in their eyes when the room fell quiet. There was not a sound, not even a whisper. For over 300 years, treasure hunters have scoured the North American Eastern Seaboard, trying to find where elsewhere is. That secret is safe with Sarah, buried in the churchyard of Trinity Church Wall Street in Manhattan. That, of course, is our guest today, author, journalist, and historian Daphne Palmer Giannakopoulos, reading from her upcoming book, The Pirate's Wife, available November 8th. 
2022. This is a great interview, and we will learn all about the dramatic true story and deliciously swashbuckling story of Sarah Kidd, the wife of the famous pirate Captain Kidd, charting her transformation from New York socialite to international outlaw during the golden age of piracy. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better show on radio and podcast, author, historian, journalist, Daphne Palmer Giannikopoulos. Daphne Palmer Giannikopoulos, welcome to the program. Thank you, Paul, for having me. Thank you so much. I uh, I guess I, I, I'm kind of, I have goosebumps. You just read uh, uh, the prologue from your book to our audience and and it was just wonderful. It really is such a great book. We're going to talk about your new book, The Pirate's Wife, The Remarkable True Story of Sarah Kidd. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. Uh, Daphne, Jenica. Yes, it's just fantastic. I, I'm really looking forward to Thank it. You. Of course, the subject of pirates is always interesting to me. I think it's very interesting to my audience. What drove your interest in telling this story uh, and in pirates in, in general? Well, like everyone else, I was familiar with the lore of pirates. I had uh, seen the movies, Pirates of the Caribbean, Errol Flynn and Captain Blood, um, the books, Treasure Island. Um, but I, I really didn't know very much about them until in 2002, I was commissioned by the New York Times to write an article about the Witta Pirate Museum in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Um, and when I saw in the museum the pirates' everyday possessions, like a shoe, a silk stocking, cufflinks, gold coins, bones that uh, were exhibited in an x-ray, and a teapot, uh, I, um, I was really fascinated. And, and I also learned the uh, legend of this pirate captain, Samuel Bellamy, and his love affair with a local woman on Cape Cod named Maria Hallett. And I realized that there was really much more to these pirates than the mythology that has been carried on for over 300 years. And before, I had always thought of pirates as very one-dimensional, these virus, violent, ruthless men. But I, I really wanted to know who they were, who they were as men. And I wanted to know um, how they lived on land, how they interacted with their families, because obviously all of them had mothers, fathers, perhaps sisters, brothers, cousins, friends. Um, and before they went to sea, they had been on land. And I wanted to know all about that. It was a full circle understanding of these men. Uh, it took a deep dive uh, into a three-dimensional look at these men. And that's why I named my first book, The Pirate Next Door, because um, there I realized that you never knew who was going to be a pirate. <laughs> it might just be <laughs> your next door neighbor who would decide to go to sea and turn pirate. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that that's, that's a fascinating take on this, as is the take in The Pirate's Wife on Sarah Kidd and on women and this interaction, this focus of interaction with, with family. I thought that was really, um, you know, so compelling and, and you write about it so wonderfully. I wonder if you just tell us briefly about Sarah Kidd, the, the wife of Captain Kidd, and maybe what you 
uh, admire, what you learned about her that uh, led to admiration and, and uh, as you grew to learn more about her? Of course. So Sarah Kidd um, is, really an un- is really unlikely in many ways um, when you think of a pirate's wife. Um, she came from a very well-to-do English family. She arrived in New York from England at the age of 14 with her father and two younger brothers. Uh, And she married uh, within the next year, one of the wealthiest merchants in New York. By the time she was 21, she had been widowed twice. Uh, And then she married Captain Kidd and that was her third husband. She married him two days after her second husband died very suspiciously. Um, And uh, after Captain Kidd's execution in 1701, she married again and started a new family. Sarah has a lot of admirable, admirable qualities. She was very smart. She was very street smart. She was, she had keen instincts. She was very devoted and very, um, uh, just determined to keep her family together under whatever circumstances. And she was very loyal to those that she loved. And while I admire all of that, um, she did, uh, she was capable of aiding and abetting her third husband's illegal activities. But what I admire about Sarah is her tremendous determination her first, her fierce defense of her husband and her family, her children especially, and her sheer perseverance. She lived to the age of 74, which is really remarkable for that time period. Yeah, I, I thought all of that was, was interesting. It, it struck me among the number of marriages uh, that Sarah Kidd had that this relationship with Captain Kidd was so different than the others that she did come from this socially upstanding family. She was very intelligent. What was it about Captain Kidd that she really fell for? Was it was it just his swashbuckling lifestyle? Was it something deeper? What can we learn a little bit about the relationship between she and Captain Kidd? Well, by the time she married Captain Kidd, she had had two marriages. The first she, the first one was uh, arranged. Uh, the second one was for convenience. And by the time she was 21, when she married Captain Kidd, she was a young woman and she was uh, wise of marriage and men. And she knew a lot more about herself and what she was looking for in a relationship her relationship with Captain Kidd, you're quite right, was very different. Um, they had a real sync, sync, synchronization. They, he depended on her. He relied on her for her instincts. Um, he was swashbuckling. He was extremely successful as a privateer when she met him. He was a war hero. Um, and she was beautiful, and she was um, uh, she was a, a wealthy widow. Although at the time it was difficult for her to get her inheritance, they they just worked in tandem. They had a very special relationship. Um, they had two daughters together, and 
um, I think that just brought them together as a family. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. In general, what what was the role that women played uh, in the lives of pirates? So, uh, pirates' wives, uh, when their husbands went, when their husbands were at sea, they became the head of their household. Uh, they kept the home fires going. They raised the children alone. And in some cases, they hid their husband's stolen treasure. We have to remember that sailors, whether pirates or not, were often away at sea for years at a time. And the many burdens of raising a family and keeping a home uh, fell to the women on land. Um, but it was very difficult financially. These pirate wives, they, you know, pirates didn't get paychecks. And um, it was only if they were able to smuggle some of their loot home that the, the wives got any kind of money. Um, so the women suffered very much. It was a very difficult um, life for them. Um, and one thing that was very, very clear to me that surprised me because it was just so heartfelt was that in 1709, 47 Madagascar pirate wives sent a petition to Queen Anne. And the petition asked the queen to pardon their husbands and to let them keep their husband's stolen loot because it was all they had to live on. And that's just amazing. Amazing. It just shows you how desperate these women were. And, and what a difficult life it was to be a pirate's wife. We will be right back with the wonderful true story of Sarah Kidd, wife of Captain Kidd, one of the most well-known international outlaws during the golden age of piracy, and the new book written by Daphne Palmer Giannakopoulos, The Pirate's Wife, the remarkable true story of Sarah Kidd. you got to stay tuned for the rest of this interview. Hey, it's Paul, and I want to take a break for just a moment and tell you about our sponsor today, Talkspace. That's right, Talkspace. If you are feeling overwhelmed right now, then you are a human being. There's a whole lot to be anxious about between the 24-7 news cycle, divisive politics, all of this stuff. You know, we need to take care of our mental health and work through our emotions with a licensed therapist. For me, Obviously, it's all about talking. I do that for a living. But talking with a therapist is another matter. You've got scheduling, traveling to the therapist's office, traffic, all the hassles. It's worth it. But Talkspace offers you a more thorough approach using technology right on our phones and the desktops of our computers. Using Talkspace feels a little like having a therapist in your pocket. That's right. That's why being able to reach out to my therapist or psychiatrist anytime from anywhere makes taking care of my mental health super easy. I'm more relaxed when I'm traveling, knowing if I need to talk with my therapist, I can just send a message from wherever I am. Working through things in therapy can be tough, but connecting with my therapist is not. Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists right in your state, trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. No matter what, Talkspace will find you the right therapist to help you achieve your goals. My goals right now for me and Gretchen are just to stay as balanced as possible. I've talked about this before, but all the family stresses, the challenges, 
Issues in life as we age are often overwhelming, but we are making our way, as so many others do too, I know. I mention all this because sometimes it helps, and this has helped Gretchen and me to talk to someone with another perspective, trained, licensed, and prepared to offer objective guidance when we're feeling a little bit out of balance. I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for Therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have these virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. Talkspace uses the latest end-to-end bank rate encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. You're all aware of HIPAA and Talkspace is HIPAA compliant, and it's affordable. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7, and they'll engage with you daily five days a week. As a listener of this podcast, The Not All Better Show, you will get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure you use the code NOTOLD to get $100 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's not old and Talkspace.com. All this will be in our show notes. Thanks, everybody. I mentioned our sponsor today is Kachava, and I want to tell you all about Kachava, which is my all-in-one daily super blend. If you're worried you aren't getting all the nutrients you need or struggling to stay on top of your health, then listen up, because Kachava has you covered. Kachava puts everything your body needs in one glass so you can have it all. All of us in the Not All Better Show audience know we need these superfoods as we age. We need all the vitamins, all the omegas, all the adaptogens, all the greens, all the protein, and all the benefits for your gut, for your skin, your hair, your brain, your muscles, and your heart, your whole health, especially as we age. No more compromise, no more guilt. No other nutrition shake does all this. The Kachava team traveled to the ends of the earth to source all the vitamins and crush it up. Kachava is a powder. You take two scoops, just add water, blend it up, and it tastes incredible. They have five delicious flavors. I really love the chocolate and vanilla, but chai is great too. And I've added it to my personal favorites. Look, I'm recording this first thing this morning and I've already had my kachava for breakfast. Yesterday I did the same and it kept me full for hours. There's just no way I could get all these nutrients with my normal diet. Again, as we age, dear Not Old Better Show audience, we need this special blend of nutrients. Trying to manage all the supplements and ingredients you should be taking, it's overwhelming and expensive, but now... Kachava makes clean, organic, superfood nutrition accessible to everyone. Listen, I'll tell you, I'm loving Kachava, and you've got to go try Kachava for yourself. And right now, for a limited time, Kachava is offering 10% off to our Not Old Better Show audience. Go to kachava.com slash better. That's Kachava, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash better. All this will be in our show notes. but. Go to Kachava.com and get 10% off your first order. That's Kachava.com slash better. Thanks, everybody. We are with Daphne. 
Palmer Janikopoulos. Daphne Palmer Janikopoulos has just written the new book, The Pirate's Wife, The Remarkable True Story of Sarah Kidd. The book's getting great attention already. It's not yet available. It's available for pre-order right now. Is that right, Daphne? But it will be available for publication in about November. Am I right about that? That's correct. It's available for pre-order and um, it's coming out November 8th. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, as I say, the book's getting some great attention already. Uh, Judy Battalion from the New York Times, uh, best-selling author of The Light of Days, said the book is well-researched and absorbing. I, I found it to be just that and more. I just, I really enjoyed it. I wonder if you'd tell us uh, a little bit about Chapter 10. It's it's entitled Waiting. And in that book, there's some real emotions that Sarah Kidd exhibits. She's often found looking for her husband's ship out at sea. She has these warm memories of their time together. I wonder if you tell us about the research that you did uh, in order to write this chapter, because I really found that some of those emotions to be very, uh, you know, just deeply felt and and uh, and heartwarming. And you had to really look at this intensely, this subject intensely with research in order to find some of those nuggets, I'll bet. I did. Um, I, I read in in reading all the primary sources and the secondary sources. I was able to get a deep sense of the relationship. Um, in chapter ten, she um, looks out at the harbor, waiting for Captain Kidd. She would have done that because before he left, she spent several days on board his ship, the Adventure Galley, as he was fitting it out for his voyage. <clears throat> so they had that time alone. It, it, it isn't normal or, or necessarily uh, common that women would go on ships with their husbands. Um, some of them did, of course, but she wanted to spend every last minute with him. And she wanted to make sure his cabin was tidy, that his trunk was packed. She was making his uh, cabin home away from home. Um, That tells you a lot about her. Um, He was expected to be back within a year. His voyage took him three years. The ship, the Adventure Galley, was moored in the harbor, and she could see it from her home, from their home, their Pearl Street house in Manhattan. So she would have seen all the ships in the harbor and she would have waited to watch for what what she knew so familiar she knew what the adventure galley looked like top to bottom having spent some time on that so she was look she would have looked for him and um and every day that he didn't come home was very difficult for her it was just so painful yeah i think that really that really impressed me, that that level of research, the discovery, making a pirate ship uh, a home and some of those homey touches that she did. I also and, – and you read to us from your prologue. I also was very touched at the aspects of motherhood and and survival, living to the – the age that she did. I wonder what was what was the most exciting discovery uh, that that you came upon in doing the research for the book? Well, it, it, the whole book was extremely exciting for me. But the way I found mm-hmm. Sarah, 
I went looking for Sarah because I had hints that she ex- that she existed from two colonial governors had referred to Captain Kidd's wife. They didn't say who her name was, but they already inferred, and this is in letters sending back to um, the authorities in London, referring to this woman, who Captain Kidd's wife, and it was very clear the strong influence that she had on him and his relationship with her that he would never um, betray her or the family. And that was so take, I was so taken by that, that I went to find her. That's how I got started on this. And I knew that Captain Kidd had been imprisoned in Boston. I didn't know anything more than that. And so I went to the Massachusetts State Archives in Boston, looking for uh, more information about Captain Kidd, hoping to find uh, more hints about Sarah. And Lo and behold, I found a petition that Sarah had personally signed with her initials, SK, in 1699. And this parchment document was a petition to the governor of Massachusetts, Lord Belmont, asking him to return her personal items that his constables had seized from their home from the home that they were staying in. And they were seized because Captain Kidd was now in prison. And she didn't like it that her stuff was taken. And so she wrote the governor and said, I want my things back. They're mine. They're not part of Captain Kidd's estate. They were mine before I married him. And I want them back. And finding that document, um, the archivist let me hold it. And he said, he let me rub my fingers across her initials SK and I could feel how with a quill pen she had scratched in the paper and she was illiterate at that time. She couldn't write her name. So SK was her mark. And I just, when that happened, I just, it it, it took my breath away and I was the only one in the reading room (laughs) in the archives and i said out loud who are you sarah kid yeah Yeah, just a great a great story of course our guest today is daphne palmer janikopoulos daphne palmer janikopoulos has written this wonderful book the pirate's wife this great story of um the the relationship between sarah kid and captain kid their love um the motherhood and uh, survival, as well as the treasure, <laughs> Daphne Palmer, Janikopoulos. And we're kind of at the end of summer, getting close to it. And we're, you know, spending time at the beach, uh, whether that's uh, the New Jersey shore or Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard. Many of us have, have had a chance to get over to the beach. I wonder when you, when you think about the treasure of Captain Kidd, and Sarah Kidd living in New Jersey, um, there are many rumors about the Rahway River and uh, treasure, uh, local spots that might have some of that buried uh, loot. What what can you tell our audience about some of that and and any any opportunities that we might go out and start digging to to kind of find this uh, because it it probably is still we out there. We just don't right? know. We just don't know. Um, 
Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We know that Captain Kidd buried treasure on Gardner's Island, which is in Long Island. And, and we also know that the governor of Massachusetts, Lord Belmont, found out about it and had had it um, uh, brought back to Boston. So we know that treasure is gone. There are many, many rumors and uh, about where he buried, but but there's no written record. We don't have a definitive uh, record of where he put that. He didn't write it down, of course. And as I say in the prologue, Sarah is the only one that I know knew. And um, so I believe that secret is is safe with her. And I, I believe that um, maybe we don't know. I do know treasure hunters have gone up and down the East Coast. Um, I do know that they went on Block Island because Captain Kidd um, spent spend a little time on Block Island preparing for Sarah's arrival there to rendezvous with her. Um, and and whether or not he left treasure there, he may have, we don't know. But treasure hunters um, that I know of have not found it. But maybe that's something you wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Well, Daphne Palmer, Jenna Gobbles, thank you so much for telling us this wonderful story. Just this fantastic, compelling story of Sarah Kidd and her life with Captain Kidd. Of course, our guest today has been author, journalist, historian Daphne Palmer. Janakopoulos, who's reconstructed this just this extraordinary story of Captain Kidd and Sarah Kidd in The Pirate's Wife, The Remarkable True Story of Sarah Kidd. The book will be out in November. We'll put links up in our show notes today of where our audience can find out more information about the book, about Daphne Palmer Janakopoulos and her work with regard to pirates. We hope you come back. Pirates are a, a, a real area of keen interest for for our audience and for me and so as you do more work please do join us again but thanks so much for your generous time today thank you i'd love to come back and thank you very much for having me of course my thanks to our sponsors today find a grave kachava and talkspace for generously sponsoring today's episodes please support our sponsors check them out in today's show notes as they help me Make a great, unique show for all of us in the 55-plus age community and our families. My thanks to Daphne Palmer Giannakopoulos, author of the excellent book, The Pirate's Wife, The Remarkable True Story of Sarah Kidd, available now for pre-order. My thanks to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience on radio and podcast. Please be well and be safe. I'm saying this to you regularly these days about being safe. And it's important to be safe, I believe, by eliminating assault rifles. We don't need them in the hands of non-military, and they are killing our children and grandchildren in the very places they learn, school. We can do better. Let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. Thanks, everybody, and I'll see you next week.